Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. If your head's not in the right place, if, if you're sabotaging your success, if you're talking yourself out of everything, if you're a perfectionist, if you're overcomplicating things, it's going to be so, so hard. I'm not saying that you've got to be perfect. I'm not, I'm not saying that the, the mind monkeys will get to you. They, they get to everyone, myself included. Now here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin here, and this this week we were joined by the lovely Karen Kassane, um, who is a life coach and a business coach from the UK, but was recently, seven months ago I think, uh, relocated to France with the two kids and husband, because she can. <laughs> so um, yeah, we learned a lot in this episode, didn't we, about um, sort of mindset around business. She only works with smart women, a bit like us really, most of the people that we work with. Um, a lot, 80% of the people that we work with are women and they're all pretty smart. Um, but often we get in the way, we get in the way, don't we, of ourselves and, um, you know, we overthink things and the mindset piece needs to come in. So not only does she help with the business, but she helps people succeed in business as well. So it was super interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes you interview someone and you just instantly kind of connect with them don't you and think yeah that's what I think and you just think along the same lines and you know that um you know if it, if the world was a bit different and you were just sitting there in a pub with a glass of wine you'd probably have a really good time and a good chat and probably end up being friends with them and actually at the end she's because she's got this um chateau I don't know why I call it chateau it's probably not even a chateau I think I created that in my head that it was a chateau I, if, if I lived in France I don't care what I'd lived in I'd be saying chateau yeah so she's got this place that could also uh, double up as like a retreat place and uh, we had a little chat afterwards about potentially helping her out so as soon as the world opens back up again uh, maybe we'll be collaborating with you don't need to invite me try twice to get over there the words France and retreat on there. Let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. I'm a business coach um, and my big passion is that I work with smart women. Smart women is my brand and I'm a life coach and a business coach because I'm really passionate about helping people blend together their life and their business. Because you know as well as I do, like if you want to have a super successful business or a super savvy business, it's not just your business that you're building. It has to, it has to incorporate all aspects of your life as well. You know, many of us you know, work from home. You know, we run businesses, we run families, we have other roles and responsibilities. And for me, I'm really, my big thing is helping women create that success in their lives and not just in their business. Because you can't have one thing working and another thing in chaos. And these two things are, are linked together in the middle. So the life coaching and the business coaching for me goes hand in hand. It's not just about the strategy, it's about being able to implement the strategy and make it work so that you build that business that you really wanna have. That works for you, but that works for everything else that's going on in your life as well. So what stage would somebody be at when they come and uh, like need your help? Yeah, I love this question. Uh, someone asked me this question a few years ago in my business and I sat there and I thought long and hard. I thought, gosh, what stage of business businesses do I work with? And she really pushed me on it. And I, I, I actually said to her, look, I can't answer that question because for me, it's not about the stage of business. Because I can work with people who are starting up in business. I can work with people who are a couple of years in. I have some clients who are super established in business. I have a lady in my mastermind who has like, you know, a massively successful business who is making loads of money in her business. For me, it's actually about the type of person, not necessarily the type of, of business. And when I realized that, 
it became a whole lot easier. And I, I'm sure you know what I mean by that because I, you know, we want to work with the right kinds of clients, and we want to when we when we are presented with the right type of client, then it makes our, our work much easier, and it actually makes the results they get much easier and much faster and much yeah. more possible as well. So it's about the type of client rather than the stage of business. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. What, one of the things that we sort of drill in early on with our clients is to work out the ideal client for you. What I love as well is what you're talking about there is it, you're not just banging on about I can get you to a six, seven, eight figure business. That's that's not what we're looking to. Cause this is what we, we talk about with our clients too. Like because some of our clients are just wanting another uh, another client a month. That's all they're after. They, they don't want to take over the world they don't want to have an empire they don't want to build this empire they just want to have like one or two more clients a month that's that's right. the big that's the big and that's fine because it fits in with their you know their lifestyle and their goals and, and what they're looking to achieve so i love that rather than just i can 10x your business in oh, two hours yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not what my coaching is about it's, i'm so with you on that because everyone's me measure of success is different isn't it like, yeah. and, and, and actually, even if you're looking at that, just that one client a week or that one client a month, that could be a, a 500 quid client or it could be a 5,000 or a 50,000 quid client. Yeah. And so it, it kind of means very different things to different people. And I suppose that's why they have to tie in their lifestyle with it as well, because you're never going to be successful at so about something unless you're kind of happy overall and feel content and able that have that level of confidence and self-belief in every aspect of your life. Yeah, what's the point otherwise? Totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we both of us are from like we used to work in corporate, and both of us had like so-called high-flying jobs before. Then we had kids, and also both of us felt like we were the lucky ones because we were so good at the job that we did that we got to have a part-time job around the kids. And now I look and I think that's just ridiculous. I was like so grateful that I would get to work Monday, Wednesday and half a day Friday, which I was, don't get me wrong. I was so grateful that when I had my daughter, I could go back and do those hours and still earn full-time money. But now I'm in this space. I'm like, that's crazy that I was so, you know, thought I was one of the ones that was lucky and winning you you were though you're made to feel pathetically grateful aren't you and then you end up doing time you know when you're not supposed to be working and you end up you feel bad if they've got a meeting on a day that you don't work you feel really bad about it so you offer to go in and rearrange everything and they end up getting a lot more and you're you're pathetically grateful about all that extra effort you're putting in and I wish then I'd just gone oh, I'll just go self-employed that, that's what I'll do and it just I, it never occurred to me that it's something that just anybody can do. And that's got to be like a limiting belief or a confidence issue or or something. Or I don't know. I just. Yeah, I, you're surrounded by as well, though, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I mean, who you hang around with and what circle. I mean, that's what's great about the Internet. And, you know, now there's no excuse to not find your tribe and your people because you can just literally find them. Or you can go to Clubhouse and find them or you could go, you know. Uh, there'll be a Facebook group around whatever you're interested in. Whereas obviously before, you're you kind of not, and you're in that zone of, especially if you're a new mom as well, you're trying to be the best mom that you can be at the same time as kind of bringing, you know, bringing in some money and whatever. So you do get caught up, uh, stuck in that corporate kind of trap and feel that that's that's how it should be and um, then when you break out of that and you want to do your own thing finding your feet it's, it's really important to have people like you Karen that can kind of help them get through it um, you know in the best best way and and because it's a very lonely space as well when you go from being around lots of people in an office to just 
being in your own little home office at home with like uh, I know what I should be doing I think and not having that sounding board and I guess that's where people you know you and your business would come in for these um, smart women I was having this conversation just yesterday with one of my business friends because loads of people can find it really lonely running a business just know it's you and your four walls and it depends what your business is but I can honestly say it, I haven't for a moment ever felt lonely in my business and I, I was I was reflecting on that conversation I had with my friend yesterday and I was thinking why is it that like I don't feel this um I'm, I'm a big people person I, I don't know if you know you've ever done your disc profile or you're into disc or anything like that but yeah. like I, I score really highly on the kind of people side of things and so I kind of make sure that a big part of my business is is immersing myself in people being with people being around people I seek out the people obviously my clients who I work with but people who are my business friends as well because yeah from that but also if you think about like I think about how my day is structured like all day I'm talking mm. to people and so I don't honestly have the opportunity to be lonely in my business. But that's because how I've set my business up. And I totally understand that other people running businesses, maybe when they're not running group programs like I am, where I'm having loads of people in front of me every day, then it can be very, very different. And the stuff you said about the corporate triggers and, and the reason why people leave corporate and what it's like in the corporate world, all of that massively resonated with me because that's what led me to start my business is that... Um, I went back to my corporate job after maternity leave and oh my god it was hideous it was awful <laughs> and i'd initially gone in to what were you doing what was the thing you did so i was in sales um in technical sales for a, a large life science company I have a science background doing a job i absolutely adored loved gave everything to my corporate job yep. like it, i never had any intention of leaving it or starting my own business I had my son in at the end of 2009, went back to work in 2010, and I, in inverted commas, exercised my right to flexible working. So I went back initially for like, I don't know, the first year or something. My plan was the first year to work part-time. So I was going to work three days a week. Just as you said, I think I was going to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But I ended up with the same sales targets as I yeah. would have had. Was, <laughs> That's what happened to me. I was like, this can't be right. And like no backup, no one to plug the gaps, no one. And, and so like I was being paid three fifths of my salary, but doing five fifths all of my work. And you end up doing everything, not quite as well. So your job, you're not quite in there. Being a mum, you're not quite in there. And you just end up kind of slightly failing at everything and then feeling that that's your fault continually. Really unpleasant. It turned mm. quite, quite nasty and not that I'm going to go into detail here, it's not the right place to talk about that kind of stuff. But to cut a long story short, I ended up just going, right, that's it, I'm done. And I think it's interesting, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, sometimes what feels like your worst moment, i.e., you know, unfair treatment at work, discrimination, all the rest of that pretty heavy stuff, what feels like your worst moment can turn out to be your best. When one and door I closes. Never started my own business had that not happened there. If they had just been a little bit fairer on you, you'd yeah. still be doing yeah. that thing now. You just feel like, or you made to feel like that you're just someone yeah. who's trouble when yeah. you're when that when actually you're in the wrong space like that that's what it is you're not it's not that you're trouble it's just actually you've got too many ideas you're too much of a maverick you're too, I mean I was lucky as well because I had um one lady who managed well managed me let me do my thing in one one of the places I work so that was really good so I was kind of could do my own thing but yeah so it was like being an entrepreneur but 
in a job but now I realize how much money I made for some of those companies and I think that's is it insane that I stayed just working for someone else well I bet if you're in sales Karen I bet you're exactly the same like I honestly I just can't believe that I hadn't even considered at that point to run my own business because it's, it's perfect for me it's like I can do my own thing I like totally autonomous wrong wrong environment when you're put into a corporate role and you have a certain type of personality mm. an entrepreneurial personality so how did you like sort of get to the level that you're at now in terms of how did you start with the life coaching business coaching did you literally just start with like one client and see how it went or did you have a master plan to have group programs all along I, I was thrust into leaving my corporate job and at that moment, I vowed that I would never work for anyone else again. And so at that moment, I hatched a plan. I thought to myself, right, what can I do? What about what skills have I got? What can I use here that's gonna, gonna give me an alternative? And because I was in a sales environment, there was quite a few people who I knew in my network, like you know, friends or friends' husbands or you know, people around me. And they were like, oh, Karen, could you come and do some sales training? for my company, my sales team are not doing very well because the role I had in my corporate job, I was in technical sales, but I was also the sales trainer for Europe as well. Um, and I was the person responsible for all of the new people coming into the company and I did their sales training. And I love sales and selling, you know, it's all about relationships and people yeah, and all yeah. the stuff that I love. Um, and so I thought, oh gosh, there's, there's an opportunity here then. I, I could I could do something more with this. So I kind of started out just dipping my toe in the water a little bit with sales training, and that turned into business development. I was working with some clients. I just had a couple of clients at this time. You know, I had had a, a like my son was probably like a year or two by then, and I knew I, I might want another child as well. So I was kind of just you know planning and, and plotting a little bit at that time. I had a few clients and I realized that when I asked different types of questions to my clients, I've got different types of answers. So what I mean by that is the difference between drawing out of people and putting in, and that's what pure coaching is not giving the answers. Pure coaching is, is enabling and empowering people to actually tap into their own inner wisdom. It sounds like, you know, I, I mean, coaching is kind of misused a little bit because people think coaching is giving advice. It actually really isn't. And, and I do both. I'm a mentor and a coach. But when I realize the power of what coaching can do, because of course, when you can ask someone a really powerful question and they answer it and they have like a massive light bulb moment, that's way more powerful than giving someone the answer yeah, and yeah. infinitely more powerful. And I just really got off on that. I was like, my God, and I realized that that's what coaching was. So I did a whole load of coaching qualifications. I became a qualified coach in life coaching. I married that up with my business background, which is where my biggest passion is. I love marketing. I love sales. I love visibility and all of that stuff, which I know that is really important. Well, that's just about connections, isn't it? And and, uh, relationships as well, essentially. And so then I started off as a coach, as a coach, as a business coach, as a life and business coach. And I started off, as a lot of people do, with one-to-one clients. But then you reach a point, don't you, where you go, hang on, I've got no, no more time. I've got no more capacity. I can't, like, there's nowhere else to go in my business. I, I can't bring in more clients. The only thing I can do is put my prices up. But, you know, you can't, there's a kind of limit as to how you do that and how quickly you can do that and, you know, what's reasonable. And... Doing group coaching programs for me was just like a no-brainer. It really was because, I, like I said before, I love people and, and I love 
like how you can scale your business from doing that as well. So, and what, what I also love is how they help each other too. Yeah. So it's almost community is where it's at. Yeah, they obviously like want your input, and that's important. And you know, you're there straight out. But then often in the sessions, some yeah. one person will offer to help the other person, or come up with something that's help you know trigger something. So it's like ah, yeah. there's more minds here. It's amazing. They get so much, and also often they don't realise that that's what they'll get as much as the coaching or the mentoring but it, by the time they get into it they're like oh my god i had someone just join my mastermind i have a rolling mastermind so people can join at any time it, it's a wonderful model it works brilliantly for my business and someone just joined this week and she was maybe a little bit reticent about working in a group you know some people are like mm, i'm not sure i want to work in a group and she joined anyway and she sent me the most amazing voice note afterwards going oh my God, this was amazing. The women were amazing. The support was amazing. This was it way exceeded my expectations. It's exactly as you've just said. It's like they get so much from the other women in the program. I think that, you know, for a long time, working in a group used to be seen as the poor relative to one-to-one. Yeah. -one, but you I can't afford one-to-one. So do the, yeah. I suppose it's like if you do PT though, isn't it? Like if you do personal training, you, it's cheaper to go in a group class, isn't it, than yeah. PTs? But I'd rather go to a class because also um, there's occasionally less pressure on you as well. Not only can you learn from other people, but you're not that spotlight on you all the time. <laughs> I always get picked on in class. I think it's because I'm so gobby. But yeah, you're right. It's when you go one to one, it's like there's no hiding then. They're watching you do everything, box jump or whatever it may be. So what made you want to go to France then? Um, if you just got a love for France anyway, or what's, what was the thinking behind it? Well, four years ago, we bought a holiday home in France with um, some inheritance and we, we kind of got this inheritance and we thought what should we do with it we could put it in stocks or shares we could invest it and we thought you know what let's just do something we wouldn't have otherwise done at all let's buy a, a place in france and it wasn't like a, a, a life-changing amount of money we could retire on it was like a modest amount that we could do something that would create a great result for us but we wanted to do something that gave us an opportunity that we wouldn't have otherwise had. So we bought a place in France. And for the last three summers, we've been coming here for the whole of the six week summer holidays with my children, having the most amazing summers in what we're very fortunate to have our second home, which, which has just been amazing. And then about a year ago, well longer than that now, 18 months ago, we started talking about the possibility of, well, could we move to France permanently? And because I have the kind of business I have, I can like be anywhere in the world, which is just amazing. It's totally location independent. And so we knew that I would be able to move my business to France. No one needs to even know where I'm located, yeah. where I do. And we never imagined that we would fall in love with France as much as we, we did. So we hatched a plan. And in that time, my husband started to be experiencing some kind of quite stress and overwhelm and overwork in his role had a, a job as a, a partner quite a senior job something he'd done for like 15 years and but he just fell out of love with what he was doing he wasn't enjoying it he was quite stressed out and we just, just we just talked between us and we said well do you have to do this no you don't could we move to France yes we could let's put our house on the market and that's what we did 12 months later here we are and we just like did this crazy thing that when we first started talking about it just seemed unbelievably out of our reach and here we are so. i'd love to do it i'm totally jealous and i'd do it in a heartbeat but because i'm divorced now i can't 
obviously take my kids away from their dad so I'm stuck um but yeah I'd love to do it I'd love to have you know kids that grow up bilingual and all the adventures that you can have in a new country and and things like that yeah life-changing it's been totally life-changing but it's funny because lots of people don't like the French because of their reputation of being quite rude but that's the reason I like them I think it's just hilarious yeah at least they're nice and honest and up front because you know where you are I think um, that kind of the, the smart women that you work with are not a million miles away from our ideal client and the people we work with. So what would be your kind of quick and easy tips, the things you identify that, you know, from working with a load of different women, um, you know, the things that maybe they all need to kind of change or things that they're doing wrong or thinking wrong or th- things that are common across, across all of them where you go, if we just change this, this will get better. Yeah, so in building my business up, I kind of reached a conclusion where I had this analogy in my head. It's like pieces of the jigsaw puzzle fitting together. And there's no one single thing that we can do in business to get like amazing results. There's a combination of different things. You've got to find the right combination of buttons to press to get the right result. And those buttons and how you press them are different for everyone's business. There's no, I can really against the cookie cutter approach to mm-hmm. building a business. Like, you know, this is the magic formula to six figures next weekend. It's all BS completely. And, and so for me, it's like, well, what, what do we need to do in order to take you from here to here? And I kind of came up with, in my mind, like there are nine pieces of the jigsaw puzzle from things like, well, kind of what's your roadmap and where, you're, where are you heading? What is your strategy? And uh, what do you stand for? What makes you, you in your business? What are the pillars of your business? Because unless you know all of that, it's really hard to connect with people. And this is what business is all about. Yeah. And, and then after that, it's like, well, what is your message? Like, what are your ideal clients living with right now? And how can you position yourself as the person who can solve that problem for them or help them to solve the problem for themselves? And then, okay, so you've got that nailed. What about, what is it you sell? Like, what are you, what's your pricing? What are your offers? And where do they sit? What's your product ladder? Because when I first started out in coaching, I had my one-to-one coaching. And what I realized is I needed more than that. And I realized this really quickly because you, know, you, get, you get an inquiry coming into your business and you speak to them. And they've come into your business because there's something about you they're interested in that's, that's, that's drawn them in, which is great. And you talk to them and you say, well, I've got my one-to-one program. And they say, oh, I'm not looking for that. And what I quickly realized is, oh, my God, well, I need something else I can give them, something else I can offer them, because otherwise they'll go off and they'll find some the thing they're looking for with someone else. Not everyone is ready for one-to-one coaching. Not everyone even need, thinks knows what they need at that stage. And so one of the things I did really early on in my business, which was massively effective, was put a product ladder together so I can serve people's needs at different price points where they're at in their business. Yeah. And it was all, almost like a catch-all. Okay, you coming into my business, I can, I'm going to have a conversation with you and I'm going to suggest the thing that I think fits your needs the best rather than just having a rigid, or, rigid offer. This is what I do. Yeah, Why exactly. Yeah. That, Although I, some people go too far the other way, don't they? And they go, well, you can have this or you can have this or oh, if you yeah. have that, then you can have that. And, and people just go, okay, I'll have a think about it. Yeah. Um, you can't, that, that doesn't work either, actually. No. Because if you're confused, your clients will be confused. If yeah. you're complicating your business, there's just no... There's, there's no way you can go from that. So, yeah. So I kind of put together the, the kind of pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, like nine steps. And 
that's what I do in my business. That's how I've built my business. And, and that's what I do in, in, with my clients. And I, I, you know, we all find our own things in business, don't we? We all find the things that are right for us. And I think this is really important as well, because otherwise, and what I see some people doing, dare I say it, is just regurgitating the courses that they've learned. Mm. I, I'm definitely not about that. I'm definitely about what have I figured out and what, what is right for me and my clients and how can I help you to, to achieve that in your business? Yeah, and yes. often your ideal client isn't a million miles away from you. And it sounds like you're very similar to us in that, in that yeah. you've been through all of that. You found a way through it. You found a way to make it work and you can really relate. And the stuff you talk about resonates with that kind of person. But the mindset plays a huge part. I mean, the question that you asked, Anita, was like, what do I see people doing wrong? What are the biggest barriers? And look, you can have the best strategy in the world, but if you're not, if, you're, if your head's not in the right place, if, if you're you know, sabotaging your success, if you're talking yourself out of everything, if you're a perfectionist, if you're overcomplicating things, it's going to be so, so hard. I really think the mindset is what comes first. You've got to sort yeah. it out. I'm not saying that you've got to be perfect. I'm not, I'm not saying that the, the mind monkeys won't get to you. They, they get to everyone, myself included. It's not about not having those it's how you deal with those and how you manage those so many ways to do that at the moment aren't there you can you know listen to podcasts on mindset you can um you know go and get a development book or you can have like a, a mentor or someone that you follow on social media um there's loads of different ways to deal with that so we are the get savvy club so two questions we always ask uh, for all the guests that come on this podcast is what makes you savvy you can answer that any way you want i i think i think the answer to this question absolutely lies in simplicity in business we can overcomplicate things in business we can get ourselves tied up in knots we can go around in circles we can just have the most complicated business model in the world that's not savvy for me being savvy is all about doing things in the most streamlined and savvy and sensible way possible so for me that's what makes me savvy like having the easiest way to get from a to b to, to create the best result I possibly can with the least stress and the least aggravation, but the very best result. And definitely. And that's because you are a business coach. So you obviously believe in business coaching. So if you're struggling with someone, go find someone that knows and ask them and get them to tell you. And that's the easiest, most simple way to get from A to B, isn't it? It really is. I see it a lot, especially when people start out in business. Like There's so many things they can do and they have that like shiny object syndrome. I could do this and I could do that and someone else is doing that so I better do that in my business and before you know it it all just snowballs and gets yeah. massively out of control yeah. and then you end up being so overwhelmed and I think when you I think the difference between the startup phase and the growth phase and then the scaling phase is that you go back to basics when you're scaling you're like what's working what do I need to do more of what's really good what should I completely can and it's almost like you go full full circle. You end up doing less, but doing it in a much better, more sophisticated way. Yeah, we're yeah, great definitely. at spinning things now. You know, like, yeah. like, is that what we're about? Are we at that stage? Do we need that anymore? And like, going, okay, no, we don't. Do we enjoy it? It might make money, but do we enjoy it? No, bin it. Okay, we're going to park that. Yeah, but you're right. And I think a lot of the time people don't give, they don't give things long enough. 
So they chase that shiny object, do it for a bit, but not, you know, they're probably so close to have a breakthrough in that particular thing, but they see something else working over there. Don't realize the person over there has probably been trying to do that for a year. That's why it's working now. Jump over to do this. And, and you're always swapping it. And we've, sometimes with clients, we find it actually, or someone we were speaking to yesterday, I'll say what say here, but I was thinking, why are you saying that now? Like, because that's, you know, that's that wasn't the plan, remember? So kind of reminding them what the initial plan was and like you need you know what's wrong with that initial plan you haven't been it long enough blah 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 so mm. so right and the other question that we always ask um is if you have a book recommendation so it could be a marketing business um or personal development space there's two that i really want to mention um one of which totally changed my thinking and it made such a massive impact on my business and it's really simple again it's really simple uh, it's a book called whatever you think think the opposite and it's probably not a super well-known book, but I just like the concept. It's almost like it's what it meant to me that I like. Um, and let me let me tell you kind of a bit more about what I mean by that. So I, we can have a thought about our business or about our life, about something, and we can very, very quickly reach a conclusion about that thought. And um, what I've trained my mind to do is to stop myself from going that way and to take a step back and think, well, what if it meant the opposite? what then it's almost like what if your worst day could turn out to be your best day but people mm. don't think like that they think it's a worst day oh my god like this is terrible this is an awful situation how bad is this but yeah. when you can think about what the opposite could be and you can think well what's the worst that can happen what's the best that can happen then i think that you have a much better perspective on your business and so it's something i was talking about today on one of my calls it's like well what else could that mean and my client was like what else could that mean? Well, it could mean this. And I'm like, exactly. What if that was true and not that? And she was like, oh God. So what if you think, if, um, think in the opposite, whatever you think, think the opposite is my first book. Um, and the other one, I was in Giftology. Now, the reason I like this book is because for everyone in business, they've got to, they've got to put their clients at the forefront of everything. And for me, Giftology is all about the client or customer journey or experience. And this book talks about how you can create massive impact with the people that you work with and stand out. And if you can do something for your clients that is unexpected, it's not about value. It's not about how much something costs. It's about something that's really genuine, heartfelt and unexpected. It can have such a, a lasting memory on their experience, their perception of working with you. And I love Giftology for that because it talks about the power of giving gifts to people in business. And we just sent all of our clients a gift off, you know, completely. They weren't expecting it, but um, yeah, and loads of them are loving it. So I love that one as well because client experience, the client journey is well, just remembering them like I know it sounds silly but I was in on, on a, in a clubhouse room the other day and um, there was someone on there that was talking about how they have this fashion podcast and then after like I obviously went and looked on them on Instagram like you do when you're on clubhouse and then thought do you know what one of our clients Paul this guy that runs a Paul Barbo who runs a fashion boutique in Birmingham would be brilliant on this podcast because this guy was also from Birmingham similar sort of age he obviously used to knock, would have knocked about similar places in the 80s or whatnot just connected them and then the, I think they had a zoom call and they're going to make it happen so it's like just remember like remembering them and like connecting people to give people opportunities that perhaps wouldn't have been there and just those and to me that's just a natural that's just 
our personality to do that, to think, ah, oh, blah, blah. But people can be so massively grateful and it's not cost me anything or, you know, it's nothing really, but it's huge for, for both of them because the, one's got a great guest, one's got an opportunity to be a guest and it could lead to so much more. So how can people find you if they're interested in knowing a bit more about you? I run a Facebook community for smart women in business. It's called the Smart Women's Business Hub. Um, I'd love to welcome any of your listeners into that community if, if they're looking to start or grow or scale a business. And it's a place for hanging out with great, great other like-minded women. It's a, a place for picking up tips and strategies and tools, both on the strategy and the mindset side. Um, I also have a membership called the Smart Women's Inner Circle which um, rolls out my mastermind framework. So it's a way for people to get ahead uh, faster in their business um, with a, a, a low monthly cost. So both of those things are great places to find me, the Smart Women's Business Hub or the Smart Women's Inner Circle. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Awesome. That was really good. I do really like Karen and what I really like that she talked about was um, the fact that so many times you have a really hard time in your life and then some, it kind of leads to another opportunity. And when you look back, you go, God, if I hadn't had that shit bit, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And that's, I'm exactly the same. You know, if I hadn't um, got divorced and, you know, had all that hard time, I wouldn't be doing this business with you right now. Definitely. So, like um, said, your worst day was actually your best day. And it, yeah. it is or ends up being best. And it, and it is. And you, you do think at times why is this happening but you have to have that sort of i know it sounds a bit woo woo but that um knowledge that everything happens for you not to you so it's probably opening a door to something much better yeah, and even if it doesn't it allows you to kind of appreciate when times do get a bit better so um you know it kind of gives you when you're if you are going through something um there's going to be a lot of redundancies and things like that just think about what the opportunities are that it could afford you and you know stay positive Anyway, so um, if you want to win the, well, Karen talked about two books, didn't she? So um, if you rate and review this and take a screenshot of that so we know who you are and tag us on social media um, and then just kind of say which book you like out of that, then we will pick somebody out of a hat and send you the book. So you can tag it, you can find us on LinkedIn, Anna Geary or Anita Baldwin on LinkedIn. Obviously, you can find us on Instagram at Anna Geary underscore or at get savvy club i think our links are in the show notes or in the whole overview thing you can't find me on instagram linkedin or facebook definitely you can and um actually we've got a facebook group so you can go into there and put it in there and inspire other people to listen to this so find the get savvy club facebook group and join today um so anyway that's great don't forget there'll be an extra quickie because it's um we're featured on podbean this week so we're going to have three interviews coming out and two quickies so um, we are going to be in your ear every day this week. So listen out for us and have a great day. See you soon. Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club.